Hello, and welcome to this podcast of the Missouri Children's Trust Fund. I'm Kirk Schreiber, Executive Director for CTF, and it is my pleasure to be joined today by Sharice Tebow, who will be talking about mandated reporting of child abuse. Sharice is the Manager of Prevention and Community Outreach for Missouri Kids First, a statewide organization based in Jefferson City, whose focus is to keep kids safe from abuse. Missouri Kids First is also the Missouri chapter for Prevent Child Abuse America. Welcome, Sharice. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for this opportunity. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, Sharice, maybe we could start out by you talking a little bit about what actually is a mandated reporter, and specifically, who are mandated reporters? Great. So a mandated reporter is an adult required by law to report reasonable suspicions of abuse. In Missouri law, they have identified several professions as mandated reporters, and I am going to go ahead and list them just so folks are very clear. Sure. Physicians, medical examiners, coroners, dentists, chiropractors, optometrists, podiatrists, resident interns, hospital or clinic personnel, counselors, nurses, any other health practitioner, psychologists, mental health professionals, social workers, daycare center workers or other child care workers, juvenile officers, probation and parole officers, jail detention center personnel, teachers, principals or other school officials, ministers, peace officers or law enforcement officials, and also other people with the responsibility for the care of children are added as mandated reporters in Missouri law, which while broad, Clearly, the spirit of the law is it intended to include adults that interact with children okay. as mandated reporters, such as coaches. Well, that is really a comprehensive list. Um, you mentioned as required by law. Have some of our laws recently changed with regard to mandated reporting? And if so, uh, maybe you could talk about what some of those changes are. Great. Yes, they have. And I'm so excited to be here to talk about those changes because it's really important that mandated reporters receive comprehensive training around these changes. So the changes were made based on the 2012 report from the Task Force on the Prevention of Sexual Abuse of Children. The report recommended strengthening Missouri's mandated reporting laws by requiring mandated reporters to directly report suspicions of abuse to Children's Division. So in 2013, the Missouri General Assembly passed a bill putting these changes into state law. So prior to this change, mandated reporters could fulfill their requirement by reporting suspicions of child abuse to a designated agent. So for example, at a school, a designated agent could have been the principal. So a teacher that suspected abuse was happening to one of her students could have reported that abuse to the designated agent, the principal, and then the principal would have been required to make the hotline call. Well, this process of having a designated agent created obstacles for mandated reporters and put children at risk. I see. You know, important information is missing when essentially you have a process that mimics the game of telephone. So we want mandated reporters to directly report to ensure that Children's Division is getting the most accurate information, and when the person who has suspected the abuse and has the relationship with the child makes the report, they're going to have the most helpful information that Children's Division needs and the multiple disciplinary team will need to investigate the abuse. Also, having a designated agent, oftentimes reports weren't being made for several reasons, whether there was a difference in opinion of whether 
the situation was needed to be called into children's division, or maybe there was confusion on who was to make the report. So now the law states that no supervisor or administrator can impede or inhibit any reports from being made. And also another significant change is that no internal investigations can be initiated until the report has been made, which is critical because leaving the interview process in the hands of trained professional investigators is going to ensure the best outcomes for children. So if we have several adults um, multiple intervie- asking multiple questions to children, it can re-traumatize the child if the child has disclosed abuse. Um, it can cause the child to recant. And lastly, multiple interviews can interfere with the Children's Division investigation and the criminal investigation. So the requirements are now individual, not institutional. When should someone make a child abuse report, and how do they make make a report? So when someone has reasonable suspicion that a child has been or is being abused or observes a child in an environment or in a circumstance that may result in abuse or neglect, that's when they should make a report. So you don't need to have proof or know for sure that abuse is occurring. You only need reasonable suspicion. So when you're making a report, you're not accusing someone of something. You're simply requesting a professional agency, Children's Division, to get involved to ensure that the child is in a safe environment. So if you suspect, report. So, Sharice, if a person then feels like they have enough information to make a report, how would they go about doing that? Right. They would call Children's Division Hotline, 1-800-392-3738, and they would speak with a Children's Division service worker. That worker would ask them several questions, and the mandated reporter would answer those questions to the best of their ability. They do not need to know all the answers of the questions that they are asked. So providing the child's name, their their address, their age, some guardian information, and then the full nature and extent of the injuries, abuse, or neglect, and also any adverse effects or reactions that the child is having to the suspected abuse. And what if a person doesn't have all of that information? that children's division or when they call the hotline, they would, they would ask them? Great question. So we always want to err on the side of the child and err on the side of reporting. So let children's division know the information that you have, and children's division will let you know if that meets the definition of abuse and neglect in Missouri. And if that information does meet the criteria for an investigation or an assessment or a referral, it'll be tracked that way. If it doesn't meet that criteria, it'll be documented and it'll be stored in the central database. So all you need is suspicion. You don't need proof. You know, it just seems to me that people would want to do what they can to keep children safe. So what would maybe be some of the reasons people don't report suspected abuse? There are several reasons why people don't report abuse. They could be confused about mandated reporter requirements or their responsibilities as a mandated reporter, or they may not know the signs of abuse. Both of those reasons can be addressed through comprehensive training, which Missouri Kids First always recommends seeking out. And comprehensive training means understanding your legal responsibilities, understanding the signs of abuse, learning how to respond, how to report effectively, and making sure that you have created a plan. So seeking out those trainings for mandated reporters and organizations that employ mandated reporters is critical. But other reasons people don't report is also fear of being wrong, fear of 
damaging someone's reputation. Or maybe the adult just doesn't want to get involved in the situation. It takes a lot of courage to report child abuse, and it can be scary. But ultimately, it's an adult's job to protect children, and it's a mandated reporter's legal and ethical responsibility to report. Well, and I think whether someone is a mandated reporter or not, if you suspect child abuse or neglect, please call the child abuse toll-free hotline here in Missouri at 1-800-392-3738. We believe it is the responsibility of every adult citizen uh, to protect children. So if you do see or suspect abuse or neglect, please make that phone call. Sharice, just one more question. You had mentioned um, earlier the work of the Task Force on the Prevention of Sexual Abuse of Children. Could you tell us a little bit about the work? Absolutely. So currently there are numerous individuals and organizations involved in the Task Force on the Prevention of Sexual Abuse of Children. The work group that I'm working on is actually working on creating and implementing a standardized curriculum for mandated reporters so that we can make sure that all of our mandated reporters in our state understand their role and their responsibility. And like I said before, that they receive comprehensive training, that they understand the dynamics of abuse, how to respond, how to report effectively, what's the process, so that they can feel empowered to make a report and so that they can have a plan if they suspect child abuse of happening. So it's great work, and we are we are just so proud to be involved in it. Well, we look forward to more good outcomes still to come from the, from the task force in the future. Sharice, thank you again for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Kirk. This is a wonderful opportunity. I really appreciate it. And thank you to our listeners. Just as a reminder, please share these podcasts with your colleagues and friends, and also remember to follow Missouri CTF on Twitter and Facebook. Until next time, please keep our children safe.